Section 14 of The Spirit of Place and Other Essays. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eva Davis. The Spirit of Place and Other Essays by Alice Maynell. The Hours of Sleep. There are hours claimed by sleep, but refused to him. Nonetheless, they are his, by some state within the mind which answers rhythmically and punctually to that claim awake and at work without drowsiness without languor and without gloom the night mind of man is yet not his day mind he has night powers of feeling which are at their highest in dreams but are nights as well as sleeps the powers of the mind in dreams which are inexplicable are not altogether baffled because the mind is awake it is the hour of their return as it is the hour of a tides and they do return in sleep they have their free way night then has nothing to hamper her influence and she draws the emotion the senses and the nerves of the sleeper she urges him upon those extremities of anger and love contempt and terror to which not only can no event of the real day persuade him but for which awake he has perhaps not even the capacity this increase of capacity which is the dreams is punctual to the night even though sleep and the dream be kept at arm's length the child not asleep but passing through the hours of sleep and their dominions knows that the mood of night will have its hour he puts off his troubled heart and will answer it another time in the other state by day I shall be able to bear this when I am grown up is not oftener in a young child's mind than I shall endure to think of it in the daytime. By this he confesses the double habit and double experience not to be interchanged and communicating together only by memory and hope. Perhaps it will be found that to work all by day or all by night is to miss something of the powers of a complex mind one might imagine the rhythmic experience of a poet subject like a child to the time and tempering the extremities of either state by messages of remembrance and expectancy never to have had a brilliant dream and never to have had any delirium would be to live too much in the day and hardly less would be the loss of him who had not exercised his waking thought under the influence of the hours claimed by dreams and as to choosing between day and night or guessing whether the state of day or dark is the truer and the more natural he would be rash who should make too sure in order to live the life of night a watcher must not wake too much that is he should not alter so greatly the character of night as to lose the solitude the visible darkness or the quietude the hours of sleep are too much altered when they are filled by lights and crowds and nature is cheated so and evaded and her rhythm broken as when the larks caged in populous streets make ineffectual springs and sing daybreak songs when the london gas is lighted nature is easily deceived and the muse like the lark may be set all astray as to the hour you may spend the peculiar hours of sleep amid so much noise and among so many people that you shall not be aware of them 
you may thus merely force and prolong the day but to do so is not to live well both lives it is not to yield to the daily and nightly rise and fall and to be cradled in the swing of change there surely never was a poet but was now and then rocked in such a cradle of alternate hours it cannot be says herbert that i am he on whom thy tempest fell all night it is in the hours of sleep that the mind by some divine paradox has the extremest sense of light almost the most shining lines in english poetry lines that cast sunrise shadows are those of blake written confessedly from the side of night the side of sorrow and dreams and those dreams the dreams of little chimney sweepers all is as dark as he can make it with the bags of soot but the boy's dream of the green plain and the river is too bright for day so indeed is another brightness of blake's which is also in his poem a child's dream and was certainly conceived by him in the hours of sleep in which he woke to write the songs of innocence oh what land is the land of dreams what are its mountains and what are its streams oh father i saw my mother there among the lilies by waters fair among the lambs clothed in white she walked with her thomas in sweet delight to none but the hours claimed and inspired by sleep held awake by sufferance of sleep belongs such a vision corot also took the brilliant opportunity of the hours of sleep in some landscapes of his early manner he has the very light of dreams and it was surely because he went abroad at the time when sleep and dreams claimed his eyes that he was able to see so spiritual an illumination summer is precious for a painter chiefly because in summer so many of the hours of sleep are also hours of light he carries the mood of man's night out into the sunshine corot did so and lives the life of night in all its genius in the presence of a risen sun in the only time when the heart can dream of light in the night of visions with the rhythmic power of night at its dark noon in his mind his eyes see the soaring of the actual sun he himself has not yet passed at that hour into the life of day to that life belongs many another kind of work and a sense of other kinds of beauty but the summer daybreak was seen by corot with the extreme perception of the life of night here at last is the explanation of all the memories of dreams recalled by these visionary paintings done in earlier years than were those better known that are the corots of all the world every man who knows what it is to dream of landscape meets with one of these works of corot's first manner with a cry not of welcome only but of recognition here is morning perceived by the spirit of the hours of sleep End of section 14